talking by two, you know, they've previously been on the show, but today we're having a, you know, a deeper conversation. We're having a realer conversation and we're getting to really just discuss what's been happening on the interwebs, but also just as African women, I think it's important to really come together and see how we can A, be supportive of one another, but also to just get a deeper understanding of like the current issues that are affecting other African women. So with that, I have Siba. You may know her from Tropical Jean, but she is also getting her degree at the new school, her master's degree, and is doing amazing things with Seeds of Africa, just all around awesomeness. Thank you for coming yeah. back. And I have Lontia, you know, had her on the show. We were talking about, actually, this is in relationship with this conversation yeah. on consent, which you should definitely go listen to if you right haven't now. already. And, um, yeah, no, I just, I wanted us to have a conversation as, you know, you may or may not have seen Afrolit Fam, but there was a lot of talk on just the rise of xenophobia in South Africa, as well as the recent killing of Yunene. Um, who was murdered and raped by a gentleman who I'm not sure what his name is. I don't think his name is relevant. But um, just a whole, it brought on just a whole outburst of just, you know, people being so upset with the Mm. situation and, you know, the whole Say Her Name campaign and um, even starting these Twitter groups that are in relationship with survivors and like ousting the the predators that Mm -hmm. have been with them. And so I wanted us to get, you know, and I'm so glad I have Siba here because she wrote an amazing article for OK Africa that all of us should go read. It's going to be linked in the show notes. But it will be just kind of an extent, you know, like at, in school when you had yeah. like an assignment, but then it's like extended <laughs> reading. Extended this extended is like extended <laughs> listening to that article yeah. because I feel like you hit the nail on the head with so much of it. Yeah. But at the same time, too, I think that there's also like that underlying level of like other, especially because of the xenophobia. I feel like other Africans are afraid to even say anything. Mm-hmm. And like we just wanted to get our facts right before we just go on saying, oh, you know what? That's just South Africa. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's like maybe there's traces of it in um, our other in our area too. Yep. You know. So I guess my opening question would be, what? Because from an outsider looking in, it seems as though all of these scenarios are isolated. But w- is that the case? So I feel like they're not. I mm. think. Actually, I moved to New York four years ago yeah. to get my first master's in international affairs. Mm-hmm. And I came here to study like pan-Africanism, African yeah. solutions for African problems. How could we come together towards this greater idea of renewal? Mm-hmm. But it was my first time living outside of South Africa. And like as soon as I got here, mm. I began to realize just how much I had been living in fear my whole life. And wow. it was just normalized. Mm-hmm. So coming mm-hmm. here and now, like, yeah. thinking about my experiences at home, going back home. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, like, the weight of South African society was really hitting me hard. Yeah. So I pivoted my master's um, thesis, and I wanted to understand, like, what are the causes of urban violence in South Africa, yeah. which is pervasive. Like, yeah. we talk about xenophobia, we talk about gender-based violence, homosexual violence in South Africa is so bad and yeah. it's there's a tendency to sort of isolate them yeah. or 
not make connections and i just wanted mm. to see like okay so we clearly have an issue with identity-based politics Mm-hmm. And we clearly have an issue with violence yeah. and how it intersects with space, land. Mm. So I wanted to understand why South African cities especially are sites for such intense violence. And yeah. there's one thing to, for, to have discrimination or like racism, sexism, but why does it manifest itself in like really brutal violence? Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that's wha- where I began um, researching the history of South Africa and just how, well, we know like, this all began in colonial times. Of course. Like yeah. Divide and conquer. Yeah. South Africa was under British rule wi- and their policy. All of these things were such really smart strategies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we think of colonialism and apartheid as like, you know, oh, it was just like hatred, discrimination. Mm-hmm. No, this was so, so well architectured yeah. to become so built into society yeah. that 25 years later, hundreds of years later, we're still trying to break chains. Yeah. We don't even know are there. I you know. know. Yeah. No, it's, it's so real. It's so real. What do you, how do you feel? I Montia? agree with that. And I yeah. think a lot of these issues, like you said, are intersected because it's like people try to is- isolate them as, yeah. oh, this is just femicide or, oh, this yeah. is just xenophobia. But it's all, at the end of the day, violence. And yeah. it's all because of what happened 25 years ago and it's so many things in the system that are still messed up till this day yeah and yeah i just feel like it's like i feel like everything that she said because living here and going back is an experience on its own because you're like wait what yeah so talk to us about that so is it like when you say like there's a heaviness (laughs) is it just in like when you go out even amongst family amongst your former friends like is it everywhere or is it like when you're out going out because you know we're young we're hip we're trying to have fun like (laughs) is it in like scenarios that aren't necessarily like are that are you know more going out in a club scenario yeah i think it's sorry i think it's in like basically every possible scenario it's like you have to think differently when you're out there than when you're here yeah um many situations in terms of going out i've had to think about because i know so many situations i have friends who got raped in a club in the toilet so for me going out is such an experience on its own after that i'm just like wow um, and it happens here too. It I happens mean, yeah, too, it happens, course, yeah. But I think there's just different. There's just a difference, and there's yeah. just a certain heaviness that comes with it. And that doesn't mean just going to the club. Mm. That could just mean going to the store and buying something. Like, yeah. Yeah. that on its own has its own implications. Yeah. So. The thing about like misogyny, misogyny in South mm. Africa is mm. that it's so it's everywhere mm. where you c- you don't see it unless you step out and then you realize that there's another way to live. Mm. Like for yep. me, I never really knew how much sexual harassment w- women yeah. in South Africa go through yeah. every single day yeah. until I didn't have to go through it anymore and, and then I like went home. Oh. And, and then it happened again. Then it happened and I'm like, oh my God, somebody's yeah. really touching me and everyone yeah. around me sees this and nobody is like doing, any doing anything. Thing. Like why is this yeah. something? just normal yeah you know? and i literally the last time i was home in december i was like that militant person <laughs> like, <"Yo, laughs> why is so that disrespectful. you're so disrespectful that? like call them I, out yeah and even my call friends felt uncomfortable because i'm calling out like their friends the guys oh. around us yeah. Yeah. and everyone's looking at me like oh chill but like yeah. really, like this I'm american girl yes. just coming to no yes. I'm yeah. like, this is not okay yeah you know and that's that's the problem and even with rape or sexual assault like the mm. fact that so many guys that we know on Twitter were being called out. 
Yep. And this is just that's like, what I was just whoa. saying. I was just saying that it's everyone yeah. that you know, it's everyone that it's you see. It's so much closer yeah. than people really anticipate. It literally no, is it was insane. A it situation was of like, who's not a rapist? Who's yeah. not a victim? Yeah. Because wow. that's how much in South yeah. Africa, like, that's just so woven into how yeah. men think that they can um, interact with women. Like yeah. the, uh, the amount of entitlement to women's bodies wow. is so deep that even like the it's wokest insane. feminist guys do do shady shit. Many, many guys were being called out who were like quote unquote feminists. Like it was crazy. Right. These guys who speak out for women were being called out. Whoa. And it's because they don't know, they, they don't know that it's rape. They think it's sex. Like, it's to the point where there's so many men in South Africa, I feel, live their lives with no, like, shame or stress. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't. Because they don't know that yeah. they're rapists. They're not they, like, stressed. They, wow. genuinely don't know that, that, that situation was rape. Is it, exactly. and, like, okay, so break that down for me, because I feel like, and even coming back to the conversation that we had on consent, do you think that it's because they don't, like women like okay so mm-hmm. and not to even put the pressure on the woman but do mm-hmm. you think it's like they're not it put in a position where the woman is physically being like no stop touching me and so they feel like they because she didn't say no is now or is it like oh i met her or is it a sense of entitlement where it's like i met her at the club and i paid for her drink so therefore we must yeah, i think go it's all both. the way i think it's both yeah um i will say because of the cultural like the cultural implications and how mm-hmm. it already is like she went there yeah and it was like she was a different one right you know, in that yeah so yeah I think many women not that they are okay with it but a lot of women will not so speak ingrained. out on it because it's so ingrained into how we do things yeah you know what i mean i'm yeah. not saying every woman but most women won't speak out on it because wow. of that because it's such a normal thing it's a norm it's yeah. like guys are like why were they looking at her weird because she's the one who spoke out yeah. and was different about the situation yeah and i think many women tend to just like sit back and be like you know what i won't say anything yeah but also on the other hand of course we have the men who are like super entitled mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. if like <laughs> something as simple as like buying you a drink means you owe me sex yeah like to what extent? How do we get there? That's zero to a hundred. Like we were saying previously in the other discussion, you don't owe anyone anything. You don't owe them a dance. You don't owe them yeah. sex. You don't owe them your body. There's no way you owe a man your body based on you just talking to him casually. Right. You know. So there is that sense of entitlement. Like men in South Africa, I feel like they honestly think that they own women and it's kind of crazy like wow. yeah it's not even like seriously they really believe it like they really believe it. our mm-hmm. women these nigerians are taking our women yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Women mm. are our like, women is something that's used like free like it's nothing wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. like these nigerians are taking our women when did they become yours and so is that also inherently tied into like that's why you're saying like all these acts are not isolated because it's like do you think that also it's because i would like to assume and correct me if i'm wrong it's mostly the south african men that are you know raping so mostly south african men that are attacking other foreigners Mm. it's not really like the women really doing Uh that so it's like Mm. would you then agree that it's mostly like the guy especially the men that are perpetuating this whole environment the thing is Okay, so um, I think 
that mm-hmm. the violence in South Africa is all a legacy, like a direct legacy of apartheid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everybody understands apartheid is like a racial system, right? Yeah. But really, it was more a spatial system that um, produced and reproduced and entrenched racism and patriarchy at the same time. Yeah. Uh. So understanding apartheid as a racial yeah. policy misses the fact that it was ex- in extremely patriarchal in everything. Yeah. Like white women had to fight for their rights mm-hmm. too at ah, some point. You know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to uh, breaking, trying to like break those socioeconomic ills after mm-hmm. apartheid, we're one, dealing with the fact that racism is um, entrenched into the geography, yeah. which means mm-hmm. that like if you're black, you're poor. And it's yeah. very difficult to like get out of that um, poverty trap. Yeah. And then at the same time, you as a man think you're better. Black people are are socialized to, or they try to socialize us to think that we're less than yeah. or right. understand us right. in, yeah. in in um, relation to like a superior, yeah. whether it be colored, whether it be white. Black people are at the bottom of the totem pole. So you get that level of like that hierarchy, and then at the bottom of that, black men now socialized to only understand themselves in relation to another. They yeah. need another, mm. a, a, a lesser other, other. who's there, yeah. women, black mm. and who's there, African foreigners, which is like yeah. this yes, conception, yes, yes, like yes. this right. fake idea that they're lesser or just the creation mm. of like mm-hmm. othering. So that's why we get black men and especially like poor black men mm-hmm. in South Africa who have no opportunities, have mm-hmm. no employment opportunities, feel a sense of entitlement and superiority mm-hmm. but can only like um, express that by oppressing another yeah. and then using violence which is the only way that South Africans have been socialized to, to know how to deal with yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. You know, apartheid brought violence to townships like people exactly. were living in a perpetual civil war for many years. Yeah. So if outside of your door was a war zone all your life, you think life is a war zone. Yeah. And so you fight all your battles. Sure. Which other way are you going to do it? Wow. Yeah. That's all you know. So yeah. you're like, this woman is mine. I'm going to be a right. I, I This woman belongs to me. I'm going to take whatever I want. Mm. This foreigner is taking my opportunities, my money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat them to it. Like that's the the violence is like the only manifestation of how can you solve a problem? Mm. Yeah. And because like even during the the transformate like transformative years, nineteen ninety four, yeah, that was like peak violence because yeah. now. The ANC is there's like mm. factions mm-hmm. fighting. There's tribal wars yeah. that are being um, perpetuated by the apartheid government, who are sending like rogue agents to start yeah. some shit in townships. Wow. So even during the period of liberation, there's more like divide and conquer. Yeah. No, but as you were saying, like I think that it's really and just like to come more with that point, like I would want to know, like even if. Like, do you think that there needs to be, like, a level of, like, you know, mental health mm-hmm. addressing within this? Like, I feel like a lot of, like, as you were even saying, like, during the transformative years, like, people weren't really, people were being more violent. Like, do you think that there's also a level of, like, you know, d- is there access to even, I mean, I'm s- assuming no, but could there be access made now to mental health awareness, especially for, like... African men, or is it not even a part of? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even well, a part of the culture. Well. 
yeah it's definitely not part of the culture yeah. um you know black culture in yeah. general is already like we're not it's stigmatized just yeah they stigmatize uh, mental health as an issue so i feel like a lot of men would not although i feel like south africa has an adequate amount of mental health facilities it to does help yeah with issues but just i don't think a lot of black men would go into yeah. those based off of stigmatization and all of it, everything that comes with it I don't think they would go there and yeah. be like and first and like she said these men do not know that they're not the well pro- <laughs> they, they're not <laughs> aware they're the of problem. the fact that they're the problem yeah they were they grew up and were surrounded by violence right. they, they, you know everything around them supported violence so they're like I'm just taking what's rightfully mine and perpetuating it uh, yeah, basically so they're not gonna say I'm the problem they're never gonna say that mm. yeah and also it's just like such a difficult thing to deal with I- on an individual level because mm. it's societal like South yeah. African society needs mm. therapy healing yeah. like reparations something yeah yeah. yeah. ended with not even a sorry really. didn't they try to do the reparation they tried to do something I think in 1994 was it the, the like cases reparate. what was uh, there was like I think um, like with Nelson Mandela weren't there like the cases yeah, yeah, like where bring, they bring it forward right reconciliation there we go yeah that's what i was thinking of. which like which i love i love the sentiment like yes. i love i In wish theory. the world was like a kumbaya yeah like oh <laughs> let's just sit down in kumbaya but 25 years later like yeah. white south africans so, have yeah. no idea that they are top three worst white people in the world like yeah. they have no idea that yeah. like apartheid really entrenched such yeah. deep 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 evils and ills because they never had to deal with that that reality mm-hmm. there was never there was never a sorry there was never no. a, this was bad and now we're doing the right thing you no. know mm. and so an acknowledgement is a big thing mm-hmm. when it comes to like getting better yeah you need, you need the acknowledgement like we did you right. wrong yeah, yeah. let's move forward now but the truth is like black south africans like south africans of color mm. are still dealing with those daily racial like microaggressions macroaggressions mm. like yeah. that is still also like a p- base of social ill mm. yeah. so now you're dealing with people who are oppressed every day they feel yeah. it they feel it in where they live how they can't have opportunities they can't grow as people mm. and it's like this truly like a psychological health yeah you know? so let's talk about it also from like you know being in the context that we are in new york city there's mm-hmm. such a i feel like especially when you look at the content i feel like south africa is always considered like the place to be like whether it's in terms of music in terms of entertainment i feel Mm -hmm. like even i had you and like the other genres on the show like there was this idea and like there consistently seems to be this idea of like making it in south africa is like the equivalent of making it in the west you know and so do Mm -hmm. you feel like that Mm -hmm. appeal is also what brings in the foreigners which then also like is but internally is actually like detested by people because it's like oh we're actually not this place of euphoria that you can come and like really get your dreams it's just like america because uh, america is supposed to be this place where you go get your dreams but for people right. in the continent it's south africa yeah it's like everyone goes there it's yes. the hub it's a place like it's we're all gonna make right. it if we go we're to south africa exactly yeah and it's true it is this idea of you know making it and south africa has ha- i feel like has done exceedingly well in, in, in the entertainment industry in mm-hmm. different types of industries yeah. and they've done really really well at it and I feel like many people try and go there and try and you know 
manipulate that. But I, I don't completely agree with it because I feel like a lot of foreigners who do seek solemn in South Africa are not going there based on the fact that they want to be in these fields and mm. go and be entertainers. A lot of foreigners in South Africa are actually doctors and like a lot, like a large majority are the doctors that you find in the hospitals. Interesting. And it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of them like in Zimbabwe, a bunch of foreigners couldn't live there anymore because, yeah, you know, of what was going yeah. on there. And it's kind of a place that people were just seeking asylum yeah. and just like let's go to South Africa and wow. hopefully make something yeah. out of make something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, South Africa is it's not not that. You know, yeah. South Africa yeah. is a place with like highly established industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a place with like a, a Mature. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. That most African countries. Yeah. yeah. I would say like like South Africa is definitely top three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. my whole family moved there. Yeah, exactly. To earn, like to get yeah. a better living. Yeah. But it is also like all of the wealth and all of the economic everything that is there mm-hmm. is mostly owned by like European white Let's people. be real. Yes. Wow. Like, let's be real. A good real. like 70, 80% of it is like white wealth. Yeah. Which is White South African wealth, right? Yeah. yeah. Stolen wealth, I say. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So that's we have to do yeah. that. That's the realness. Like yeah. yeah. It, is, it is the hub of Africa. Right. It is all of that. But yeah. who is really getting, there's no equity. Yeah. Mm. And that's why reparations yeah. are important. That's why getting the land back is so much more than just like snatching it away and, you know, yeah. being petty. Mm-hmm. It really is, it rec- represents freedom mm. in so many ways mm-hmm. economically socially how do you mentally. feel about like sorry this is no, go how ahead. do you feel about the idea of just kicking out all the white people in the country zimbabweans did that and like they literally i don't know if yeah, you know about this yeah. they literally chased out all the farmers who like owned the entire like industry <laughs> the entire <laughs> farming industry yeah. and chased them out the country and like they felt for them that was like you know, restoring the country reparations in a way. Yeah. I don't feel like I, I don't have those thoughts. I don't think that's going to necessarily yeah. help anything. And honestly, I white agree. South Africans are South Africans. I like agree. I'm not here to take away people's the identity. identity. identity you know? At the end of I the day. I don't think that's fair either. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is so much work that needs to be done in the white yeah. communities just to understand what apartheid was, what it did, its effects. Yeah. Just so that people can also move in ways that are equitable or like care about equity. Yeah. So white I South feel Africans like they're think they're so ignorant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. White South Africans think that like black people are lazy. We deserve it. Like we're in the townships yeah. because we chose to. I'm just to. gonna tell you a it's quick like story. I was just gonna interject so and say like I feel so like real. I've never heard Charlize so Theron. You know what I mean? Oh come no, forward oh no, and say anything about as, as so she is, but like you said, like she is South African to I guess a six extent. but like doesn't you know and i would like to like you know just challenge you in the fact that if someone is not as and maybe you don't need to be patriarchal but like i mean uh yeah to like hold national treasury of your land but it's like especially in a scenario like this it was very interesting to see which south african women were really vocal Uh, about it in the media and who weren't during this time during this time yeah but tell your story please you can go ahead i think Charlize said a little bit. <laughs> <She laughs> oh, she did? Okay, cool. She sent a tweet out. She I did? did? Okay, I think, good. I, think good. She's I, didn't very, I didn't see it. That's why I was like, all right. I just think she's yeah. more like... 
I'm not trying to get into the, a lot right. of this stuff. But and it's hard. It, it is hard, too, because, <sighs> like, being in the media also, like, it may, yeah. you know, it may backfire because now people are like, oh, you're white. Like, why don't say anything? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get yeah. it. But if you approve, Siba, <laughs> that'd be good. She's <laughs> good. Are, okay, right? yeah, she's that good. She's good shiny. in my... Right. She's coming to the bride. Right. She's, she's coming, coming to, to the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> she's coming there. But, yes. um, I was going to say, um, I feel like... Um, white South Africans are very interesting mm -hmm. um, because I grew up in like a white neighborhood mm -hmm. and went to a white, all white school basically. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they just have this idea of what it means to be black and mm -hmm. what it means to be black in South Africa. It doesn't even matter what country you're from. They just have this idea of blacks collectively as these people who are like, you know, less than and it got so bad or so intense to the point that our white neighbors called the police on us and said we sell drugs because we always had cars at our house because we always like hosted people. Wow. They called the police on us and yeah. the police had to come and search our house. Ooh. And then after that, yeah, yeah, we didn't let them in initially. And we were like, we like, where's your warrant? You just don't come to our house and demand a search. So eventually they got the warrant. Eventually they came into the house, searched the entire house, basically like threw our house apart. And when leaving, we're making jokes like, ha ha ha, you know, you know, these white people, you know, these white people. And it was just like, wow, this is the level to which, you know, you can't even live in an area with white yeah. people because it's seen as like you must be doing something you must be illegal. doing something weird because people are coming to your house yeah. like that's already a thing like i went to school i went to a, a private bougie school yeah me too. Uh, where Hello's. um but yeah like yeah in hindsight mm. you know growing up in those like navigating white spaces yeah you kind of know something's wrong all the time but you can't really put a finger on it it's so yeah. true you're like is this in my mind or is this, this really actually happening? playing out yeah. but a lot of times it was very like in your face for me at least mm. it was very like right there in front of me because there were remarks made very direct remarks like oh lunch is just loud mm, mm -hmm. like just very weird things that would just like be the group over there, mm -hmm. you know, the black group over there. And then they called me into the office once and they were like, <laughs> yeah, this was funny. They were like, we think that you are influencing your group. Yeah, your group, meaning the, like yeah, the black. Because yeah. we all hang out. It wasn't like a right, racial thing. Yeah. We all just click. You just get each You're other. You're just influencing the group to do ne negative things in this school. And we were all just like, the huh? group? Yeah, it was that. For us, it was that, like, direct and like wow. it was very very yeah it was very uncomfortable because it was like what is that let yeah. me I'll ask you did you no continue i will never like forget this this is one of like defining moments in my life yeah because this is when i really saw what yeah, my my yeah. country is about i was like it was oh. like a woo wake up yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. yeah but like i got um investigated for plagiarism what? i'm a, like what i do the best is like i write yes right. girl that's what's brought me all the way to where I am in my life right now. I'm a writer, always have been. So I got uh, investigated for a whole year for plagiarism. No, I mean, you know in high school you write by hand. Yeah. You write in class, you know. And you but were right. It was yeah. a written paper. It wasn't like a go home, take no, no, home this paper. Is like a it was year like a year-long like investigation. Oh this is like a year-long thing. Because 
of how good it was good it was to the yeah my work was just and they couldn't believe it it was me from a black girl Mm -mm. and my teacher actually she like confessed this at the end of the year in front of my whole class like oh i just want to apologize because i took it to the principal of course we know this yeah i took it to the principal i took it to this to that because blah blah blah, and i just realized that you're talented and like that's what black people deal with like Mm. because of what i look like i just cannot you're not capable you cannot do it like that's the extent to which it is yeah even my my schoolmates now it's like it's so hard to call them your friend because they were my friends but when i think back it's like when I got into UCT, which is like, yes. like such a huge thing, like yeah. I cried yeah. when I got into UCT, yeah. you know? All my friends were like, you don't deserve it. You, um, it's because of the ratio. It's because you're black. Like you don't. Like they need more go. black people there. Oh yeah. my! And it's God. like, yo, first, first of all, like I, I do better. I'm smarter yeah. than you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I ha- like. I deserve right. it. But just because they, I was black and I got yeah. in, they all felt like they could come up to me and be like, wow. just to let you know, you don't deserve it. It's only because you're black, and this is unfair. Affirmative Same. action. And here Whoa. I am with my second master. Exactly. <laughs> I think it was your effort and your wow. hard work. But as yeah. a teenager, though, when those are your friends, friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like True. Those, those things are so hurtful. True. It, and of like course. So, yeah. I would always out. get into situations like that when I would decide to have white friends. Like there was times I'd be like, you know what? She seems <laughs> cool. Let's let's kick it. But there would always be moments where it's like. I feel like you just got that because, you know, like, right. you don't, like, kind of insinuating that yeah. you don't deserve it. And yeah. I was just like, nah, this energy, no. Do you no. feel like this type of, like, this level of, um, you know, I, I honestly, I feel like it's abuse, but, like. It is. Yeah, right? Is. Do you feel like this is. is, it's more inherent towards men? than it is so like would you say like with your south african friends that are you know that are guys that are also black like Mm -hmm. do they experience something like this even more but i guess it's more forceful in a way or is it at the same level and it's like just a consistent like or you wouldn't be able to speak on that i don't know i don't know if i'd be able to speak on Mm -hmm. it it's like consistent yeah Yeah. i would say it's both yeah 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 we cannot speak on that because i just feel like just trying to imagine it i think their experience would might even be worse yeah like in in the scenario of, of writing this, a paper yeah or, or something, exactly it might even be, be worse, worse because they're black guys yeah like they're black men like right you know what i mean you know what that indicates you know mm-hmm. they're just supposed to be violent you're not supposed to be good at work you're not you're not supposed to be good at writing mm-hmm. or anything so i think it might even be worse i don't know that's I insane. cannot speak for them. But it was even when it comes to like gender-based violence, yeah. Yeah. the othering of black men historically, like during apartheid, yeah. the definition, the legal definition of rape was of like mm. a stranger, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. basically raping a white woman. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. it was non-consexual sense mm-hmm. with like a stranger. So, so things yeah. that that leaves out is yeah. the fact that so like much. intimate partners right yes married, i was about to say that yeah married can rape one yeah. another like right. and then like there's this idea that rape is just like these savage black men yeah. raping white mm. women yeah and yeah. so it just like strips so much humanity from like just black people and then also leaves out black women mm-hmm. from even just the legal sphere of uh, rape yeah. so there was no such thing during yeah. apartheid as like 
a black woman could being report yeah. rape to the police because mm. your bosses would rape you like your your the people you work for would rape right. you and then that's not considered rape it's just illegal. like wow. yeah so just the black uh, even the flip side right yeah so like of a white man raping a black woman oh. yeah that yeah would not that's what we're talking yeah. about like yeah boss, yeah yeah your boss, boss yeah like yeah come in rapes you that's not rape like okay. wow that doesn't even make sense oh so my goodness black women end up just being like I guess yeah every corner and every way yeah and even like uh sexuality yeah Mm -hmm. homophobic violence in South Africa is so I feel like nobody talks about this yeah because South Africa is known as the crime capital of the world yeah rape capital of the world it's also the corrective rape capital of the world this idea that men literally like lesbian women especially in townships are at risk every day yeah. because wow. corrective rape is a thing where it's like oh all you just need is you just need a little penis in your life yeah and they'll get like and we'll fix you kind yeah. of thing yeah fixing you because oh. you belong to men yeah you're, you're oh my god and i yeah. feel like nobody talks about that no that is we such don't a huge issue and so that's yeah. why it's so important to look at all these different identities because now mm. you like if, if you have intersecting mm. identities yeah, like yeah. you're black you're a woman you're a queer woman yeah. mm. you're a trans woman like yeah. all of those things build up and make you more and more and more vulnerable to violence yeah. Yeah. and yeah. you literally live your life in constant risk of you in constant fear mm. that's just no way to live that is no way to live that is no way to live no and it's sad it's sad that unfortunately it takes these violent acts Mm -hmm. or these scenarios of where it's completely extreme to like bring forth and like bring to the forefront like these things and so i always believe in just like even if it's just like baby steps but what like solutions would you (laughs) what solutions would you even just like propose i mean i know like you said it's systemic it's not individuals i mean i love like um, with the example of like the Twitter uh, pages for survivors, I feel yeah. like that's an example of okay. like, you know, I a feel group. Like it's a coping mechanism more than it is like a. Mm. I mean, it's good and mm-hmm. it's it's powerful, but I just feel like it's more like healing for the survivors, survivors. than it is like to actual make change. To actual make because because of the comments that came from that, right. like a lot of men were like, it was men and "What and if women. these women are lying?" That was a lot of like what it what was. came back from there, yeah. and it's it's always been like that. It's always yeah. been like, can we believe them? Yeah. Not should we believe her? Like it's usually turned around always, to be like, let's support always. the man. And I feel like a lot of it is just like, <sighs> it's systemic and it's hard. I don't know. I don't know. I just yeah. feel like a lot of it can be dealt with, like in terms of healing, mm. um, and in terms of like seeing. I'm seeking help Mm. Um, in terms of speaking out. It does help to speak out and like call out these men. It does help out a lot because now everyone is aware of who they are. Like in your environment, you're like, okay, I know. No, I've seen him. And I I just hope that as women, we believe these victims because Mm. it's like, it's a lot. A lot of people don't come forward because they're like, he won't. I mean, they won't believe me. Like at the end of the day, no one believes me. So why should I speak on it? 
if and it's the, like if emotional the police totally. themselves the people who are meant to protect you are like why did you go to that house right are, are basically belittling the whole thing mm-hmm. then who do you go to and i feel like it's important for women to just be like supportive and just say you know what we believe you yeah tell your story so that's why that's why that platform is helpful because yeah. it heals yeah and i just think that's that's the best that we can do i don't know i don't know that's just yeah. what i think yeah i think the twitter thing mm-hmm. honestly i think it helped because and you know i think it's important to note that n- twitter in south africa reaches like the elite few mm-hmm. so the people who really do suffer these violences mm-hmm. are the poor who don't even have mm-hmm. access to twitter yeah. aren't even able to defend themselves or speak good on point, their yeah. that's like that. such a good point but the twitter thing is important because these men are shook. They're uncomfortable. They're scared. They're mm. like, am I going to get called out next? And I think there needs to be that level of discomfort because yeah. South African women live in like perpetual discomfort, fear all, all the, the time. time. So I think this, if this is the only thing that's going to scare men into being more mm-hmm. conscious mm-hmm. of their actions, yeah. then I'm with it. Like, yeah. I want that. But, but do you feel like they're really scared? Yes, absolutely. Okay, especially, I'm not going to say the basic man, the, the guy next door. I'm talking about these guys who are like celebrities or these guys who have a bunch of power, like mm. the CEOs, a bunch of people with power. Will that scare them? I think that they are, and this is so sad, mm. I think that it's, it's not even fear, it's like yeah. embarrassment. Yeah. Like for them to be sh- like shown up in front of everyone is what yeah. their reputations yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Nobody wants to be known as a rapist. They don't mm. mind doing whatever, but they don't want to be known. Mm. They don't want that scarlet letter on, on them. Mm. And so, if that's the only thing that'll work, then I'm, let's call them all out. Like yeah. let's, let's put scarlet letters on all of them. Yeah. yeah. So we can actually look around and see, wow, it's all of our men. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, they yeah. can look around and be like, okay, I'm moving funny. Like, I yeah. if I take a girl home and I know she's passed out drunk, maybe that's not okay. That's yeah, not okay. Yeah, that's I mean, not yeah. okay. True, because reading some of the stories can actually play on your yeah. own, and you're just like, no, you oh, know what? I'm wow. not doing that. Uh, yeah. A lot of the stories are like people, um, women just being like, I was passed out drunk. Yeah. I woke I up. I saw that. Mm-hmm. All those things, and it's like men have to read those things and be <laughs> like. Oh, oh, that's, that's actually it. wrong. Like right. that's actually like I raped her. Like yeah. wait, but like the larger systemic. Um, I just solution. don't know that. Or even being that guy it. that's just the onlooker, because so many of the mm. stories were like, yeah, my guy friends were there, and they yeah. saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like this idea of guy code and how toxic it c- it can oh. be. And I'll keep repeating that that it's just like you it's said, it is really foolishness and like. But it's so embraced the point that yeah. we even know what guy code is. And mm. even if a guy like throws it up like, yeah, guy code, you know what I mean? Like we know exactly what he's talking about and just perpetuating that cycle of like rape culture. Yeah. Be so that friend who's just like, no, it's not right. cool. Like, no, I will not help you rape yeah. this girl. Like, it's so disturbing because all and of that you it's gone to that level. Yeah. It, everyone has a mom. Everyone, you know, knows what it like loves a, a woman, some woman somewhere. So can like, why don't you look at it as like, OK, this could be my sister this could be my mom like is this okay like doesn't that make you uncomfortable just thinking of it in that you i don't even think they view i feel like they isolate and like compartmentalize like their love from like their like their love those are different levels of love isn't that crazy yeah Yeah, and i think they're the best compartmentalized like guys can compartmentalize (laughs) everything they're great at it they're great at it and i honestly think like south african men yeah have like this false belief that they really are like 
smooth ass Casanova. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I He's hate, right. there's nothing I hate more than like a persistent yeah. guy. Yeah. I yeah. Right. Like, but that's what they are. But that's exactly what no, they are. No, but that's, that's it's not coercion. That's yeah. coercion. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Rapey. Yeah. I, I hate, if any guy, if yeah. I say no to anything. And you're still like, going. Mm. I'm like, Yo, But unfortunately, I think majority of african men are like, like that and yes it, and it's the entitlement it's like it this is. girl owes me like what it do you is. mean it that is, is. culture and it we is. have to be fighting against <laughs> like, don't like, touch me. Any yeah guy, any guy who ever says but 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 i'm like first of all i'll never be around you again because you have the propensity to rape me yeah, yeah. and that like literally Ooh, makes them shut yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God, but then they're like she's tripping she's tripping no 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 right that plays in their that plays a bit over and over yeah and i yeah. <laughs> this is like okay. I no. shut it I down. Tell you. I know there's at least five Not guys good. in the world who walk around knowing like that I think they're rapey. Yeah. Because, like no like means your no behavior. Means no. No. Yeah, means yeah, it no. means no. Like, and that needs it's to be true. Known. But yeah. I also think like the biggest systemic solution, mm. honestly, I feel like apartheid was at its core a spatial thing. Mm. And so if we don't deal with the land, if we don't deal with space, we'll never be free because all of these issues of violence and, and vulnerability yeah. are compounded by being stuck geographically. So like poor women in, in townships, they feel like they can't leave their their households. They physically are not mobile. They can't jump into their car and go somewhere, yeah. you know, like yeah. suburbs and the, the spaces we grew up in are still yeah. temporary spaces for poor black people yeah. where we they're still living in like Dompa system. Mm. Yeah. Have to go back and like be in spaces of real yeah. intense violence and vulnerability and you're stuck there. And so I feel like really stopping stop ignoring the fact that space actively produces and reproduces and reinforces identity based oppression. Mm. And mm. people think space is like this sort of True. passive thing that's mm-hmm. just there. Mm. It, it it shapes everything. Yeah, Africa's borders, the way we're 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 all divided now, yeah. like all of yeah. those divisions, all of those lines, mm. all of that spatial injustice, has such real social consequences. Yeah. Wow. and so we need the fucking land back. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. I think there's so much that can be said on this topic, and mm. I think I just wanted to you know bring awareness to these issues to those who may not have seen it on the interwebs and those who you know may have their own opinions and other and i think that it's i think for me it always starts with conversation i think that that is Mm. the first vocal Mm. point to like making any sort of change and like you said like whether it means like painting these guys with like the red scarlet even you know and even as foreigners coming into the nation like to be i think just also I think there just needs to be a level of like awareness of the situation that they're stepping in. I feel like because of this outsider perspective of South Mm -hmm. Africa, when they do come seeking asylum, seeking all these things, they're not aware of the fact that, you know, not that they are taking any sort of jobs or anything like that, but it's like they're stepping into this scenario of where apartheid has left these issues. And it's important to just be aware, you know, to be aware of your environment, to be aware of like 
what you're trying to do and like how your presence may affect that, you know? Yeah. So thank you ladies so much for your insight. <laughs> this was such a good conversation. It was. I feel like I learned so much mm. about just like the culture and I feel like, and I hope that cause a, a lot of listeners are from South Africa and like even having done an event oh. there, like I would definitely want to women, girls, all of everyone to know that like, you know, this is a platform that will be used to speak on the injustices and like mm -hmm. it's important that they should be vocal and that they, they can be vocal, you know? So message all of us. Let it be known. Yes. I am the hugest patriot. Like I love South Africa. Yes. That's why, I mean, I think the mm. best and the worst thing about South Africans is that we're fighters. Yeah. So we, fight and we have this culture of violence that we, we s we're trying to break. We also have fought for our rights, for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. So I take pride in the fact that my nation, my country, will always fight for itself. Yes. So us being on these platforms and like having these critical discussions and talking about the ills yeah. is for nothing but to improve. Improve. Get yeah. better. Get like better and to better. Heal, to, mm -hmm. to, to really like um, get to this place that we deserve to be, which is Africa's destiny. Yeah. Mm. Which is like yeah. at the top of like the global Bye. everything. Yeah. So it's nothing but love. Mm -hmm. Nothing but love. True. Very yeah. true. Thank you, ladies, so much. You can find them on the interwebs. Their links will all be included in the show notes. This has been another episode of Afrolit, hosted by EPM. If you want to get in touch and join the conversation, use the hashtag AfrolitPod. This has been brought to you by Canal Street Radio and Listening Party. And as a disclaimer, these are not the views or opinions of Canal Street Radio or Listening Party. These are all our personal opinions and therefore should be regarded as such. Thank you all so much. Stay tuned. Thank <laughs> you.